the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, it's meeting time. And today, we are so blessed to have Pastor Jeff Sippeth with us once again. Pastor, welcome back. Hey, Terry. Good to be back. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with us. Now, let's recap what we learned last week. You started at a young age, drugging, drinking. You moved to California. You had the good life. You had all the toys. You had a lot of money. You went to Bible study. But then you took God for granted. And you asked him to take everything away from you if you forgot him. Yeah, exactly. And and he kept his promise because I picked up, I started using again, and I lost everything. My wife, my family, everything. And that's where we left off last week. Yeah, exactly the case. Pick it up. Pastor. I was uh, suicidal, and I had a, a friend of mine, a Christian brother of mine that came to my— he actually showed up at my house because he was thinking about me, and he was worried about me, and he shows up at my house, at my door, and I'm sitting on my couch with a gun getting ready to kill myself. I was drunk, and— um at that point in time, he came in, sat down, talked to me, took the gun away, and started praying with me, called up some friends from recovery, started calling up friends from the church, praying for me. People came over, and they convinced me I needed to get into rehab, which is what I did. I went, And here's the, the alcoholic addict mind. is like I was known in recovery out there, so I didn't want to go to recovery anywhere near home. So I went to the next neighboring town down, only about 20 miles away, Laguna Beach, thinking this would be a safe place to go to. And as soon as I walk in, the girl, the intake person, looked at me, and she's like, hey, Jeff, how are you? And she looks, and she goes, oh, my. Oh, okay. I see why you're here. But I get into recovery, and quickly in my life, I start seeing people that are in recovery. They need help. They need guidance. And I started to realize I can help them. So I started working with people in recovery, and, and that was it. When I got out of um, When I got out of rehab, I went back home, and my friend's They all said, look, you need to go where people love you. I was getting divorced. Life was, you know, changed as I knew it. And I started diving back into the Bible, and they prayed with me. And we came to the idea I needed to go back to Pittsburgh, which is where I grew up, where I had family that would love me. And so I ended up moving back into my dad's house um, where I grew up. I lived in the bedroom that I grew up in, and I lived with my dad. And, And I knew I needed to do three things. One, I needed to get a job. So I got a job making $10 an hour. I knew I needed to be in a Bible study, so I found this church, uh, which was the Bible Chapel in McMurray, got into Bible study with those guys, and I needed, I knew I needed to go to recovery meetings, and that's what I did. So from there on out, my life began to change. I started being of service to Christ, and as I did, God used me in just amazing ways, and he had to remove all that stuff out of my life to make him become the God of my life, because I had made my wife my God, I had made my job my my God, my house became my God. They were all idols. And when I put my life into them, they failed me because they could never live up to Christ. And I lost everything. Whatever you put in front of Christ, he's going to remove. 
That's Amen. what happened in my life. Amen. And and from the relapse until today. Yeah. How many years do you have? So amazing, right? 11 years was when I went out. November 25th of this year again, I will have 11 years again. And that's the amazing blessing that God gave me. He gave me back my same clean date. I had November 25th of 1996. It's now November 25th of 2009. No coincidence. So God's blessings. Yeah, I'm coming. And that, that date has kept me sober and kept me from picking up many year, many times over that first year of getting back into recovery. And it was not easy. There are days I wanted to give up. But I prayed, and I continued to go to men's Bible study, and I went to recovery meetings. And as I did, things began to get better slowly. I want— I want you to address this for this listening audience sure. because there's people out there right now that have relapsed mm-hmm. or they've not even tried to get into this recovery community or they've not even attempted to work these 12 spiritual principles right. that lead us on this journey. Now, prior to you being with us, we introduced the first three steps briefly. Tell us how these first three principles changed your life. Well, it's all about surrender, right? And I think that's the the thing that people struggle with. You get military men that come in to recovery, and they never get this. A lot of times because they're not taught to surrender, right? They will never surrender. But we have to surrender, and that's what these first three steps are about, is surrendering and giving your will over to someone else. Even in the military, you're surrendering your will to the United States government, right? And you're you're taught to defend the United States government. In this case, for us, we've got to surrender our will over to Jesus Christ and let Christ do what he needs to do in our life. And sometimes what he wants to take us through is going to be painful. It's not going to be easy. That's what I had to do. I had to surrender not once but twice, you know. I would say more than twice over the course of my life. But in recovery, I had to do that on two different occasions in 96 and again in 2009. And it wasn't easy. It just wasn't easy. There's a lot of times I thought I knew better, right? And I think that's what most of us in recovery, we think we know better. We don't. Anything that we do on our own, trying to use our own mind, is going to put us in harm's way. The first three steps, as you just addressed, surrender. I can't do this. Second step, God can. Mm -hmm. And what's the third step? We're going to let him. Yeah. And that's the hard thing for a lot of people. Right. It is, it's the most crucial thing that we need to do. If we can lay those, that foundation, the rest of the steps will fall into place. Amen. Amen. And, and for most people, I think that they would rather, they look at it and they say, I can't surrender my will over to God. But they surrender their will over to a drug on a daily basis or alcohol on a daily basis. And I don't get that. To me, I'd rather surrender my will to somebody that loves me and cares about me, wants the best for me than a bottle of alcohol or, or pills. We talked last week about this vaccine that you and I found, millions have found, to, to take us on this journey of recovery and healing. The vaccine is God's Word, isn't it, Pastor? It is. It is. God's Word will set you free. We need to be feeding off of His Word on a daily basis. And as we do, God opens our eyes. First thing you got to do is you got to ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. Ask the Holy Spirit to, to, to open your eyes and to guide you. And that's what the Holy Spirit's job is, is to guide you as you read the Bible, to understand it. And he also guides us in this pain of recovery when we have withdrawals and cravings right. and mood swings. Right. 
That's all part of recovery. No pain, no, no gain. gain. Amen. Absolutely. Listen, we need to address this. I want to ask you three quick questions. Sure. Number one, how did you go from the poorhouse to being a pastor? <laughs> My church in Yorba Linda, California, wanted me to go to school to be a pastor, and that wasn't anything that I wanted to do. I thought I was too busy and important in the mortgage industry. Obviously, God removed that from me. When I got here to Pittsburgh— I plugged in at my church, the Bible Chapel, and I started teaching Bible study with some of the elders, um, Saturday morning Bible study. Tunch Ilkin, who's the head of the men's ministry there, invited me to be part of the we leadership all, team. We, we all know who Tunch is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. But somewhere along the line, as I was just a layman doing God's work, I kept getting asked to do more and more, and eventually— they opened a campus, uh, a new campus for the Bible Chapel, and they asked me to be the the director. So I became the pastor of the the services at the City Mission in Washington. You got certified. Yeah, and that became that became the catalyst of how I ended up there. Now you go back to my days in Yorba Linda. This is not what I wanted, but that's what God wanted. You know, the dictionary defines a pastor as a Christian minister that has spiritual obligations, and you have spiritual charge for others in either a congregation or a group. Right. And, and your specialty is running groups of recovery and Bible study. Yeah. Briefly, tell us about Harmony Life's Life Center, Center, yeah. yeah. So Harmony Life Center is a recovery drop-in center that we put in in Washington. There's a group of us that are involved with this, a few friends that you and I have. But it is a place where if you're down and out and you have no hope, you have no insurance, you can come in there. We will help get you insurance to get you into recovery. We will. Um, we have recovery meetings every day of the week. And it's also a place where if your loved one is struggling, not knowing what to do with you because you're struggling with addiction, you can come in, they can come in, and they can get advice. We help get people into recovery every single day. This is called a family disease. It is a family disease, yes. One other thing. James 5, 16. Yeah. The Bible, the verse says, confess to each other. Yep. Pray for each other. So that you may be healed. So that you may be healed. Yeah. That's one of your organizations how did that come about so the james 516 project is a an organization that really encourages people to go out there and confess their sins to each other my friend jim puklovitz which you know last week we talked about him if it wasn't for him confessing to me his issue i would have never had the courage to come out and confess to him there's a lot of things in life with people with addictions that we hide and they're secrets and they fester and they never get better but when you confess it when you confess it, the chains begin, the chains begin to snap. And it at sounds, that point in time, healing begins. It's like Christians yeah. with secret addiction. It is, yeah. And the way, the cure for that, the, the antidote for this is confessing your sins to each other because you will find healing in that. It, I'm telling you, there's been so many men that I have known over the years that have been sexually molested. And when they come out and they confess that that has happened to them, it's like the guilt, the shame, the things that have happened to them melts away. And some of them look at it and go, I've been carrying this for 50 years. But it's the confession that has healed them. We have to wrap this up. In a, in a, in a, in a quick 30 seconds, tell these people how this recovery community, how meetings, and how these 12 steps will change their lives. 
this is all based on the Bible. It's all based on biblical principles. And God loves each and every one of you that is out there struggling. I know there's a man or woman out there that's listening to this for the first time. I'm telling you, if you just surrender your will, just go and give your life to Christ, or just ask God to reveal himself to you, get involved with recovery people, and talk to them about your struggles, you will change, not quickly. You will change slowly, but I'm telling you, that change will become permanent. It will be something in your life that you will crave, and you will never want to go back to alcohol or drugs again. Amen. It worked for you, and it worked for me. Amen. Folks, this vaccine is available to you as well. Pastor, thank you so much. My pleasure, Will you please come back in the near future? Absolutely. I've got so much more I'd love to talk to you about. Amen. Folks, next week, we're going to jump right back on this journey of recovery by introducing the fourth step of recovery, that we made this searching and moral inventory of our lives. Pastor addressed it. We've got to come out of hiding. And I want you to address Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 through 13. Amen.